Podcasting from London, Ontario, Canada. This is The Lovers, The Dreamers, and You. An interview show where creative people talk about what inspires them to pursue their dreams and do what they love. And now, your host, Karis Thomas. So now we're going to do like a part two of our fall, and we'll talk about Carrie and myself and what we did, because, you know, Luke had to go, because he's got like <laughs> sick people in his life he has to go care for. Like, what's that about? What is that about? <laughs> I don't know, Mr. Nurse. <laughs> one eighth nurse caring for sick people. One eighth of a nurse, right? I like it. I guess you only care for one eighth of the person. Which pretty eighth? well? Which eighth though? Depends on my mood. <laughs> <laughs> Just their fingers, or yeah, it's like your arm is broken, but I can only work f- from you know your actually no. To your it would have to be, be something bigger because in anatomy so far we've only done like like. Our veins and arteries, we only went up to the wrists and ankles. So those little <laughs> extremities we haven't done yet. Oh, so you can only care about something big. Like your heart oh. or your aorta. Okay. So yeah. if, if someone comes in with like a chopped off hand, they're... I have no clue what's going on there. <laughs> well, this person's bleeding. I can tell you about like how your muscle contracts and what chemicals are involved, okay. but that's about it. <laughs> Right. So far. Good to know. I remember talking about that sort of stuff at an, at an art of combat workshop where, yes. you know, you get stabbed here, this is what happens. Yes. And if you get stabbed here, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. And how long it takes you to die. Yeah. Because dying is a long way from dead. Yep. You can still do a lot of stabbing in those 11 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of stabbing and dying, <laughs> you guys did Robin Hood this nice fall, segue. didn't you? That yeah. was a beautiful segue. Right? But you know I'm what? getting better at this thing. <laughs> But nobody died in Robin Hood. Three people died. Oh. Well, where were you? Wait. The, the three guards. They oh, ran no, oh yes. It's the last thing I'll do. Yes, ah, they came back in... And they came back in boxes. Yes, I remember. Yeah. yeah. So three people died. Yeah. But not really. <laughs> but not for reals. No. So we why don't we start... every single performance. Oh, there you go. <laughs> back to life. Yeah. But why don't we start with you, seeing as, like... This is your little love child. And, and everyone who's listening can tell who you was when you Karis, I pointed at you. <laughs> Pointing works well on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got Carrie involved yep. to help as the assistant fight director. She's my minion. See, I know all this stuff, and I wasn't even here. I know. See? But you would have been one of the dying guards if you'd been here. Yeah, I wanted to be in it so bad. Oh, you would have been a, di- a great dying guard. And the dying guards got to wear these cowls that were so glittery and sparkly. And every time they ran past you, there was a shower of glitters. Oh. And and sometimes... I do that just every day. <laughs> That's true. But then you'd have more. Yeah. 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 It would have been highlighted. Mm-hmm. I remember the being when I was backstage for a couple of the shows. Some of the cast members would do uh, sparkle showers, and yes. they would come up to some unsuspecting actor and shake like a crazy person, and and glitter them. Hmm. And it was it was quite glorious. I remember there was one show where I didn't feel very glittery, so a few of them tried to rub up against me and make me feel better. During the show. Uh, well, no, it's hard for them to do during the show. That's what so I was wondering. Intermission pre-show. Ah, uh, yes. Thing. Yeah. I was yeah. wondering. I was like, oh, when, when would they have an opportunity to do that during the show? Yeah. I guess during the shot through the heart section, maybe, when they're sneaking up the aisle. 
Or no, that's no, that's no, the wrong part. They really can't because there were no. music stands between me and them. So. True. So no. But anyway, yeah, back to Robin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this thing that we're randomly talking about that people will have no idea. We did this crazy, crazy, silly, ridiculous production called The Trials of Robin Hood. And um, it was glorious. It was glorious. And it was, we were billing it as Monty Python meets Robin Hood. Um, probably that was the best way I could think of to describe it because it was just so silly. And it was filled with lots of pop culture modern references and lots of silly jokes and and then when I directed it I tried to put in even more extra mm. silly yeah extra silly and and uh, I mean originally I asked Carrie to be there to make sure I didn't miss any of the silly but I don't think I did I don't think you did of the silly no because she'd come to rehearsals and she would, she would have nothing to add uh, <laughs> other than the odd fight move here or there yeah or laughter which meant that I knew I was hitting oh the right gosh. level of silly so well, good. we've yeah. done enough shows together now that I think you said, I remember you saying something, if if Carrie does the ridiculous laugh, then I know it's, yes, ha, it has the right level of stupid. Yes. Because mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know, I can't just do it. I can't just do the laugh, but no, if something is. No, it comes from the gut. It really it's does. It's a reaction to yeah. something that's really hysterical. And I knew I was on the mark when I made people in the cast laugh hysterically. There was a couple of rehearsals when um, John Darnell, who played the Sheriff of Nottingham... And he was so was, good. Yes. Oh, he was amazing in his role. But there were a few rehearsals where things would be happening around him and he could not hold it together because everybody <laughs> else was so funny. Um, and then what I would ask them to do with it to take it further would be even funnier. Um, the first rehearsal we had with John Reed, who sadly had to leave our cast and he was going to play uh, Evil Lord Duncan... He came in with a, a really thick Scottish brogue for Lord Duncan, and mm. John Darnell could not hold it together. <laughs> it was hysterical how hard he was laughing at him reading it. So when, when Greg took over, I asked him to, to do his best uh, version of a Scottish accent. He and does, he did. He did. He did a great job. He doesn't have John Reed's uh, you know, ability, but I think John has some, uh, has some Scottish in him. Greg <laughs> might not. I don't know. But... Uh, we had a great time, Good. and I miss him terribly, and you didn't get to see it, so we'll have to nope. show you pictures and some video clips uh, later this afternoon. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see them. And I don't know how many of the actors you actually know, because um, you don't really know Sean Brennan. You've seen him on stage, but... No, I, I did uh, Oh, What a Lovely War with him. Oh my goodness, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so, okay. That was the so, one that Phil directed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Sean Brennan and um, Greg Mives, and you know, and Andrew Richardson, and Andrew Richardson and Dean Gregory. Yeah. And uh, who else would you know? Joanne. Yep, from Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, and her husband was in it, which I know. I saw. uh, You would have only known. Well, I don't know yet. I just saw from uh, her posts and stuff. Yeah, but everybody else was new. And that's great. And a lot of them knew each other from other things. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh... And, like, new to us, not new to, like, acting yeah. and stuff. No, but... Al- although a few people, like for Kyle, this was Kyle's first show ever. Was it? Yeah. Oh, that's okay. awesome. That's what he said. And, uh, he's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes here you get, like, the same people do the same shows for the same companies. Over and, and over. Over and over. So you kind of, you know, you're going to see this company shows. You pretty well know who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But that's great that and, and it's... That's... To a certain extent, that's fair. 
Oh, totally. Know? Because I, I'm sorry, I, I'll I'll do a show with Sean Brennan and Dean and Greg any day, mm-hmm. any day of the week. Like there's certain people who you just know. They have the same rhythm as you. They have the same sensibility as you. Plus, you know that when you push them to do something, that they're going to do it, mm-hmm. and, yep. and they're they're going to be willing to go that extra mile. And I I know. I mean, I've worked with Sean enough times now that I already knew that. And for Ashley being cast opposite him as Maid Marian, this was her first show since high school, and she really trusted me, but hadn't worked with me in that mm-hmm. kind of capacity, mm-hmm. and. But being able to see, uh, having Sean in the lead role and for the rest of the cast to see me manipulate him, <laughs> crap out of him, tell him off, uh, you know, make a fool out of him just to get the better performance out of him and him just go, yeah, yeah, what do you want, what do you want, what do you want, what do you, mm-hmm. what do you got, what do you got? And he just takes it and he just turns it into, into beautiful performance. When your lead actor is like that, Everybody else just falls into place, and they're like, "Oh, this is how this is going to go." Yeah, awesome. Yeah, not and only a great lead actor, but a great leader. Yeah, yes. a great example. Yes. Yeah, and Dean and Andrew. Yeah, and, you know, all, all of them. I still think it's so funny that that Andrew is one of our most experienced fighters, and yet got to be, you know, beaten up, beaten up in <laughs> one fight, maybe in, two. He was in lusty stunts, so he got to fall over. Yeah, he got <laughs> potatoes thrown at him, you know. And bread. cheese. Bread and cheese. Bread and cheese. But it, cheese it, from Dover. It's, it's awesome. Well, Calais. No, Calais, Calais, yes. Patrick Brennan was, I went to get that cheese from Calais. And he had this big backstory with the cheese. <laughs> but um, it, it's really cool, too, to see um, people who have never fought before, people yeah. who are, you know, newer actors, be challenged and learn new skills. Like, Peter, you were mentioning, I don't think he's ever done stage combat before no. although no. isn't he isn't he a retired police officer he so he's done real combat he's yeah done real combat yeah and i was i didn't know that and then i found that i was like that's amazing yeah. he's yeah. a total badass he's a retired police officer <laughs> is that a beep a do we need to beep that we might need to beep no, that I don't think we need to. <laughs> <laughs> to keep our clean rating yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the one thing that i was sad that i couldn't be in it because i got a taste of fighting and they fight yeah and that's pretty well it yeah. So I was well, like, you some in Oklahoma. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, there was. Yeah, it was and like... manipulated others to play with their guns backstage. Even yeah, though they weren't supposed Gun to. Gunplay. That. that was also Jonathan Hewton. Mm. He was one of the masterminds, but I was also throw him under the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? There's like videos that. of it. He's like purposely <laughs> guiding people for gunplay. Yeah. Oh, There's a video documentation of it. And and something that, called that quote unquote Karis is not supposed to see. It exactly. Act, people actually say that in the video. Yep. Don't don't let Karis ever see this. And Karis has seen it. Oh my gosh! Did it end up on YouTube? The whole it's, world has seen it's it. It's on. Yeah, it's it's on, it's on Facebook. I well, think somebody posted it to your wall. I think so. Or something, but I think so. and there was the return of the sausage cam. Yes. Yes. Which sausage cam returned. I think I texted Steph to bring that back. I oh, texted her and, and she I didn't said. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Because mm, I told her to bring, I was like, you better bring back sausage well, cam. Well, I think there was intentions, but only a few people knew what sausage cam yeah. was. Yes. So. Should, should it be explained, or should it just be left to the ether? Let's leave it to the ether, because <laughs> maybe we'll find a video clip and oh, yeah. put it on the, on the page. I think I have some that we can post. But yeah, that was the biggest thing, really, for the two of us. I mean, Carrie had other shows. You had oh my gosh. kids, and yes. had an oncologist, and you know, you always have that going on, and and whatnot. My and, fall was insane. And I also started rehearsals for She Loves Me, which starts uh, performances in February. Woohoo! Um, yeah. So, 
you know, just in time to gear up for another original kids show. And, right. Yeah, because you, know. yeah, you guys start rehearsals uh, end of January, I think, for oh, that? the 20th. 20th right. of January. For what show with original kids? I'm doing Once Upon a Mattress. Oh! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the Getting to Know You version, which yeah. is which is that company's version of, like, a junior version of yeah. a show. So it's okay. not the full-length Broadway. Yeah. It's been edited for length. I think it's 90 minutes long. Yeah. I'm not even sure it'll take that long. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's, it's, cute. it's, it's, really it's cute. so cute. And, and the kids are going to have a blast. They're super excited about it. They really are. They've already started emailing me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, this fall, or not this fall, this fall at Original Kids, I was teaching the TAG program, which stands for the Actor Grows. I had 60 new students. That's right. I did that with you, too. Yes. 60? Six, six, zero? Six, or? zero. Wow. Over four classes. So I had, okay. like, four classes of 15 kids-ish. I think, like, one had 16, one had... 14, yeah. that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, 60 new kids. I remember all their names and all their last names and how to say them, so I'm very proud about that fact. That's Yeah, that's good work. And Karis came in for, uh, she guest, was the guest instructor for a puppetry class, and the kids loved it. Like, they went crazy they for did. the puppets. They really did. They loved it. And, and there was a different response with each group, which was very fascinating to watch, but there were certain key moments that were... They're like magic. It's like mm-hmm. turn on the light bulb and they go, I get it. And this yeah. is fun. And they all wanted to play with the puppets anyway. Yeah. And it's, which is fascinating for, for me because I come across so many people who are, who claim to be afraid of puppets. Like people claim to be afraid of clowns. Now, being afraid of clowns, I get that. Clowns can be very creepy. And mm-hmm. when you go to the circus and you're young and, and they come right in your face, it's a very strange thing. But for me, the, the being afraid of puppets thing, I'm like, where does that stem from? Especially when I take it off my hand and I put it down, it's it's not it's not anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Whereas the clown doesn't go anywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's you know, it's always that's there. That's always there. It's ever present. So I always find that interesting when I meet people who say that they're afraid of puppets. And I have had a number of kids in my classes who said that they're afraid of puppets, but we're and doing, in the tag classes too. Yeah, and but we're doing puppets in the puppet unit. By the end of it, they're not afraid of them anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. Usually, uh, or less afraid, mm-hmm. let's say that. But I just find it fascinating. Where where does that come from? Because it's an inanimate object, and every single person on the planet plays with puppets. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. if you have a teddy bear that you ever talked to as a kid, or pretended that it was, or you have a, a tea party tea with it, yeah, or something mm-hmm. like that, that's puppetry, and people just don't make that connection they just see it as like make-believe well and a lot of people don't the the link they don't like is they don't like ventriloquism yes and they don't like the marionettes that look like clowns and that's scary exaggerated yeah that's what i was gonna say because people don't like there there's a and i think particularly with the age group that we were working with um the goosebumps series of books and tv Mm -hmm. shows their their big villain is a ventriloquist dummy named slappy Mm -hmm. who scares kids and who does horrible things and i think that could be and they also have like disjointed like their face is disjointed and their marionettes are disjointed they're with the with the shiny faces and Mm -hmm. the rosy cheeks and and just like the square mouth yeah that goes goes up up and and down down Yeah, that's, that, that nutcracker thing. Yeah. yeah, it's it's unnatural looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas We're, puppets are typically cute animals, and well, puppets can be anything, right? Because yeah. yeah. they can be a shadow on the wall, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think so. When people say, you know, when people say I don't like puppets, it's like hearing somebody say I don't like jazz. Um, let me delve a little deeper. Here. Yeah. Because there's so many realms realms of jazz. There's got to be one that you're gonna like, mm-hmm. even a little bit. 
Um, so when you say you really don't like puppets, I'm like, mm, maybe you don't like ventriloquism. Yeah. Maybe you don't like marionettes. It's like when people say they don't like books. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty broad I don't like case. books. Yeah. You I you laugh, but I've heard people who say I don't like books and I'm like mm, Yeah, yeah. I think you just haven't found the right book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well and, and people who say I don't like musicals. It's like, okay, I understand if you don't like the idea of people who are speaking suddenly breaking into song. I get that. But I betcha. I bet you 50 bucks right now Mm -hmm. that if I talk to you for 20 minutes and find out a little bit about you, I will find a musical that will Mm -hmm. be to your tastes. And there might not be many, but there will be some. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there are people who say, I don't like musicals, but oh my gosh, I love We Will Rock You. That's a musical. musical. Or Mamma Mia. Or I love Mamma Mia. That's a musical. Like, come on. You know, so, uh, yeah, a lot of people make blanket statements that they don't really mean. Yeah. I love when people who you totally don't expect to like musicals like musicals and which ones they like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, again. Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde. <laughs> well, my husband is one of those people who I would never think liked musicals because, you know, he likes wrestling and Nickelback and baseball and, and he loves Phantom of the Opera and um, Sound of Music. He wants to go back, like, because Phantom's coming back to Toronto, or he's already back in Toronto. It's sold out. It's sold out. Yeah. Darn. Of course. Brock's parents were going to try and buy his tickets. Oh. Um, which would have been really neat, because, of course, that's where we met. Yes. And it's a new staging. Like, normally we'd be like, what? But he's, like, Brock's out over a thousand times. Like, <laughs> yeah. we don't need to see it again. But it's a new staging with new set pieces and, and you know, that sort of thing. We're like, oh, that would be interesting. That would be kind of cool. So we checked, because as a Christmas present, they wanted to do that for us. Um, but nope, nope, not a one. Like all No dice. Can, I mean, there's the odd, like, a single ticket I was going to say. A single yeah. ticket there. But there are, there are, you cannot get two together. A single on, like, then, a Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. And it'll probably, with that, it'll probably be extended. So if you keep an eye out. Possibly. Or maybe it'll tour or something. It'll, it'll come back. Yeah. Maybe it'll come to Bud Gardens. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> now that's not a theater. No. That's a blanket statement that I will make. Yeah. Um, no, it's, I've seen a few. Like, I saw Joseph there. I think I saw... No, I saw Gypsy in Stratford. I saw Avenue Q but there. I've yes, s- Avenue Q did go. I've seen... I saw American Idiot there, and I'm the, one of the biggest American Idiots fans you'll ever meet, and it wasn't She's even wonderful. wearing her American yes. Idiot. Yeah. I'm wearing my people. American Idiot sweaty... Sweaty? Sweaty? <laughs> it is a bit sweaty. It Just is. played archery tag. It's a new... Word. But um, it and as much as I love American Idiot, it wasn't great in Bud Gardens. No. Um, I think it was partly at the acoustics. Yeah, it's just terrible. But yeah. I saw Spam a lot there with um, Dale and Jeff, and they had both seen it on Broadway, and I thought it was great because I had never seen it before. But they were both like, "Oh, it's crap." Yeah. It's crap. I saw Hairspray there, and it was good. I what, didn't mind it. Now, was it in the full Bud Gardens or when they no, do it the, the half the, size uh, RBC theater? Yeah. It's just not the right no, kind of it's, venue. No, it's different thing. going in there into an arena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people yeah. are eating popcorn beside you and <laughs> yeah. hot dogs. And... Well, we're just, we're just not going to open that whole casket of should London have a proper art center. Well, but it's even the food, though, they're, they're, um, they're expanding that to a lot of places. Like when I went to see um, Les Mis in Toronto, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what theater it was at, but it was just last year or whenever, whenever um, Aaron Walpole was subbing in as uh, Jean Valjean, the people next to me had big buckets of popcorn and they were chomping away and mm. I was just like, yeah. shut up! 
because they were so noisy. Yeah. And then they kept complaining about Aaron Walpole, and they're like, oh, he, <sighs> Aaron Walpole's a big guy, but he is wonderful. And they're like, John Valjean, too big. And I was like, okay, you get up there and sing. You're yeah. supposed to be able to believe that he could, could lift, lift that, uh, the a, wagon a or something. A huge wagon that yeah. is loaded down with wooden stuff. And it's like, he's supposed to be the strongest man in France. What is your problem? Yeah, I, it's like they were saying, oh, he's been in he's been in prison. He should be wasting away. And I was like, well, okay, mm, not, uh, fine, uh, but still. A big man is not going to waste away. Quickly. Quickly. Right. <laughs> anyway. But anyways, yeah. I saw... <laughs> You're in a theater eating popcorn, so we're going to judge your... Uh, yes! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. You're critiquing on a level that is different from others. I wish I'd thought of that at the time. I was just sitting there raging silently, mm. going, shut up with the popcorn! The only time that I felt it was okay, I was at the Princess of Wales, and I was seeing Dame Medna there on her oh. farewell tour, right. and they had... I don't know if they had popcorn, but mm-hmm. I definitely saw people eating, like, ice cream and... Yeah. Ice Chocolate cream? and that yeah. kind of stuff. That would stuff. just seem messy. It, like those haagen sticks? It's oh, like, yeah. yeah. It's everywhere. Oh, yeah. you know what? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they had them at, when I went to see Heart of Robin Hood. Mm. Yeah. They, they definitely had the haagen yeah. there. But yeah. I thought that was appropriate. Like, it's a stand-up comedy, very well, easygoing. Made a, they've made a huge shift, and they feel like they have to in order to compete with the movie theaters oh, yeah. and, mm. and with sitting at home at your television set mm-hmm. and illegally watching it that somebody filmed on your well, phone. Well, especially now there's like stuff. a Netflix-type Broadway streaming service. Yeah. yeah so you can see yeah. Broadway shows without ever going to New York. Ken yeah. Davenport did that with, um, oh, what was the musical? They just did it. Shrek is on Netflix. No, no, no. The, they was like, there was a live stream of a musical oh. recently because uh, I, I follow Ken Davenport on Twitter and he was it was one of his shows and I for the life of me I cannot remember which one it was hmm. but uh, I don't know now, now we're all sitting here going I wonder what, what oh, it was <laughs> well, we'll have to look it up and then we'll post it yeah, yeah exactly so that people will know that's your job okay Carrie done. has a job I have a job yeah done well uh, now that we've recapped our fall I, I guess we need to uh, sign off so that we can discuss what our future is going to be. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and actually move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a new year. It is. And, um, you know, new adventures. Two new days adventures. in. Yeah. Two days in. Well, at the time of recording this. Yes. yes. But this will go up soon. Right, Luke? Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and with that, we, uh, we, we give Luke his job for the week, and, and we sign off from another Lover Streamers and you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks for joining us at The Lovers, The Dreamers, and You. We'd love to hear from you, and you can do that at theloversthedreamersandyou.com or by finding us on Twitter or Facebook. This has been a Luke Bainbridge production. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, and we'll see you next time for another edition of The Lovers, The Dreamers, and You. Life's like a movie, write your own ending, keep believing, keep pretending, we've done just what we've set out to do, thanks to the lovers, the dreamers, and you.
the flame is okey dokey. <laughs>